Dreamers Welcome Podcast. Dreamers Welcome Podcast. We are back live from Gym Studios, Atlanta, Georgia. Down here, I go by CEO Peso. I'm blessed and highly favored. Thank y'all for tuning in. I have somebody that I met through a great mutual friend of mine that I went to high school with. Shouts out to Nate Cole. My man is a talented artist, but more, more importantly, he is a great person, man. He's always showing me nothing but love every time I be around. Sean Stewart. The one they call Stu. <laughs> Painter extraordinaire. What's going on, baby? What's happening, man? I appreciate feeling, you man? having me, man. Thank you, bro. Man, it's been a it's been a minute in the making. I just it's been, been a long time coming. Trying to get it right, man. But uh, how you feeling though? Hey man, I'm straight, man. I'm blessed. Fresh fresh from my jammy, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what was going on down there though, bro. Uh man, I had some artwork down there for um an event called Art Beats and Lyrics mm. during Art Basel weekend. So turnout was crazy. It just wasn't like all-around crazy experience, man, for sure. Wow, we're going to tap into that more, too, later. So, um, like I said, bro, the platform um, is really, man, it's for anybody. And, you know, just for me seeing, you know, just your come up with, with the art, which I, I have no clue about until you just start showing it. It just, it, the way it took off, yeah, it was crazy, inspiring. Yeah. It was unexpected, and yeah. it was everything, you know. So that's why I just wanted just people to hear just, you know, your side of it, how it, how it came and everything like that. But first, let's dive in. For the people who don't know, um, where you from, your your background, your upbringing, and a little bit of that. Okay. Um, born in San Diego, raised in Dayton, Ohio. Um, you know, raised by my mom. Went to school out there. Went to Jefferson High School. Left there. Uh, went to Central State University. Got my degree in uh, industrial engineering. Mm. Um, left there. <laughs> became an adult nigga just trying to make money like everybody else. How long was you in San Diego before you left? Uh, I was 13 when I left. Okay, so significant difference of being raised from yeah. west to mid. Oh, yeah, definitely. How was San Diego for you at the time coming up? Like, uh, I mean, uh, we we I grew up in a, like a Latino community. Like, San, uh, San Diego is extremely diverse in that right. So coming to Ohio, mm. specifically Dayton, Ohio, as you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I'm, I'm a thorough, us. I'm a thorough from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, so you none but us. So what what would you say the difference is from just being in the Latin community in a predominantly black community from like at thirteen, that's a pretty significant way of you remembering how you was raised going into that. Yeah, yeah. What's that like middle school or Yeah, it was like I wanna say like eighth grade, seventh grade. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I mean honestly, <clears throat> black people are extremely specific, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to our culture. So yeah. you don't walk like us, talk like that like us, it's immediately identified. You yeah. Know? So that was something I had to get used to. But, you know, after that, you wanted to get Got into it, yeah, yeah, yeah you know facts. I mean? So um what what was something to uh like I ask this question a lot, like as you was growing up what what can you think was your earliest memory of what you wanted to be coming up for as like a profession or a job or whatever the case? Right. Um, truthfully, I knew it, it had something to do with my grandfather. Um, he was an engineer too. Uh, he was in the Air Force though. Um, I knew I wanted to do something along those lines and I also wanted to incorporate my um, my drawing because I used to sketch when I was a kid. Yeah. So I would sketch like Batman, you know, all the stuff in comic books. And uh, you know, get them laminated and give it to give it to family members as presents and shit. So I knew I wanted to like merge those two. So I came up with uh, architecture, 
And uh, so I, it was actually like a crazy story how I ended up not being an architect. I like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we here. Uh, I went up, uh, went up to Central for my football visit, like my my official football visit, and uh, the offensive coordinator, a guy named Coach Mo, R.I.P. Um, he was showing me around the yard, you know what I'm saying, telling me what all the buildings were, all the different um, majors, and you know, just giving me the 411 on the school. And he pointed at this building, and he was like, "Yo, like, you know, what you trying to, what you trying to study?" And I told him, "You know, architecture." He like, "That's the brand new architecture building right there. It's brand spanking new building." Mm. So, I, you know, I was kind of sold on the situation, based off of that conversation. Got to uh, orientation, you know, you got to declare a major, right? And you know, ladies like, "What you want to study?" I'm like, "Architecture." She like, "We had architecture here since like '97." <laughs> like, wait what? a minute, what? <laughs> so. So you geared up to this is what the fuck I'm about to. Bambo- <laughs> I had been bamboozled, bro. Like just to get just to get me to come there and play ball. That is deep. Yeah. So I and stayed, you stayed. Yeah, I stayed. And I <laughs> I mean, you had to stay with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, damn, bro. The they hit you with the only wafty to get you on the field. Listen, man, the sauce. Oh my god, man. So all right, so you balling? You playing football? What position? Uh, defensive end, middle linebacker. Okay, so was that part of your childhood history as well? Like, you was always into sports? Honestly, in California, not really, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just, like, on some playing outside, regular kid type stuff. But my mom worked a lot, so she didn't really have an opportunity to put me in, you know, extracurricular activities like that. Mm. And we moved back to Ohio, you know, where all our people were. Then she had time, you know what I'm saying? She had a lot of support, so I started playing football in, like, middle school, high school, college, and so on. No nervous factor, just getting into football, not even, just Man, fuck it. It literally is kind of like how art fell in my lap. Like, I just started doing it, and I was decent at it, and I just kept just started dominating. Yeah. Scholarship came. Stay like that. That's <laughs> how it went. Nah, so, so um, man it's, man, it's so hard to not get into the art, but I got to get into it, man. Because, you know, the background is dope. And I, that is crazy, though. I mean, because you saying you was doing, like, sketches and all that for the fam and everything, so... Mm-hmm. But so that's just something that you just you just start doodling and you just got good at it. Yeah, man, my mom. Cause you know, it, I, I seen people that was doing like drawings where you got to do like the oval and the triangle and all that uh, weird no. shit. Like you ever <laughs> had to do that? No, no. I mean, you do. it's like because uh, it's there's shapes and everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So a lot of artists use shapes as a reference. You know, whenever they're pulling sketches together or they're putting something together like that. But you know, when I was a kid, man, like I just picked up a pencil and just did it, like. Yeah, yeah, I was terrible. I can't draw shit to this day, not even bubble letters. But nah, so um, tell tell us how um how art fell into your lap, like, cause your first design you put out was like crazy. It didn't even look nothing like, like it it would have fell into your lap though. Man, listen, it was like some random. It was. I wish the story was like more inspiring dude why, wish, why would you think it's not I, I just, it's just like you know what i'm saying it's not like i got bit by a radioactive spider and now i can shit just went up yeah no nah, man i got just i kind of just okay well i had moved into this condo um out by the dayton mall miamisburg and uh i got a good homie of mine you probably know him talaferro yeah oh yeah um you know at the time like Art was, like, the first thing from my mind. Like, I hadn't drawn anything since, like, I don't know, middle school. And um, so I moved into this condo, 
and uh, had a nice big dining room. I was like, I want a big piece for my dining room. So I hit my boy TJ up, you know what I'm saying? He was the dopest artist I knew, probably one of the only artists I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, he hit me with the sauce, you know what I mean? The price, it was it was too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which I can appreciate now, you know what I'm saying? Cause his work is that dope. But at the time I didn't have a bread for that. So, you know, I was like, how hard can it be? I literally went to Walmart, didn't buy no canvas cause I didn't know better. I bought like a, <laughs> like a science project poster board <laughs> all like the green, red, white. Yeah. Green, yeah any, any oh, no, are you talking about the the cardboard joint? Yeah, like up? the cardboard <laughs> joint, or you can just like get a flat joint. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. A rectangle. I got one of the, I got three of them actually, and you know I painted them for my dining room, framed them, and I loved it, man. I loved how it made me feel. I love you know the finished product, and after that, I kind of just kept doing it more so as like an outlet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I was just giving my art away, like. Cause I didn't really care. It was just, just therapeutic. Exactly. So okay. So when you did that first painting in the crib on the science boards or whatever, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make sure we throw that detail the in there. Specifics. Nah. So I mean, it, it be it be hard to catch some epiphany moments of like, oh shit, like, all right. So when you first did that, was that something that was like, damn, bro, like, I did that, like, or was it still just like, eh? Was good. Yeah. Let me get the furniture next time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of both for real, man. Like, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, what I did, I was like, man, this is dope, but it could definitely be better, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just surprised at how much, like, the positive feedback I got from it. I was like, oh, like, people like this? Okay. Yeah. Cause crazy. It hit. It's like a nigga dropping a hot freestyle. <laughs> it, nah, because it's so random, and it's like, damn, like this nigga can, can paint. You know what I mean? And yeah. you know, like it, you, the appreciation, like of paintings and black people go like deep as fuck. Not to get all sentimental like that, but niggas seen it. So yeah, I mean, it hit different coming from you as well because you know I always know you guys football and Nate cousin type shit. You know That's what I mean? Yeah, Respectfully. Yeah, yeah. So when when did you start seeing a transition of like? Um, all right, this is this can be a business. Like this can be something that can be lucrative for me. Um, I think it was probably maybe like five or six months after I had started, and like I started to notice like people because every time I would do something, you know, I would share it on social media because I was proud of it. You know, what I'm saying I wasn't really looking for a reaction, but you know, just more so sharing what yeah. I'm doing. You know, with people. Um, and I started to get people like hitting me like I want that or can you do one for me or can you do this can you do that and I started to see money falling behind it mm. and I still really wasn't even in a place where I was like ready to accept anybody's cash for it so I like did a whole lot of artwork for people in the beginning for free too mm. just cause I didn't feel like <laughs> I don't know I didn't feel like my skill necessarily uh, was there yet so I was it was more so practice for me I'd be like, it was like that for me with videos. Like, it'd it be hard to put a price on something that you kind of unsure of. Exactly. But you know you're good at it. Yeah, but it's like, because yeah, yeah. to this day, people be asking me with certain things that I still can't price out. Like, like I don't know. You feel me? Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, mean, I ain't going to do that shit for free, though. But it is going to be like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. but it is going to be you like gotta, a, like. You got to take some time to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Figure out what that money got to look like. Yeah, I mean, because it got to make sense, though. I mean, because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like. Not, I mean, pieces is probably different to you far as timing, but ain't no one piece just that easy to just put nah. together, though. Nah. I mean, like, 
now, uh, like I've had the opportunity to like refine my process and like you know what I'm saying, minimize my steps for like maximum output because it, you get to a certain point as an artist, it's like okay, your shit is dope. Mm. Yeah, you can work towards getting better and you know, I guess uh, evolving your craft, but. At the same time, when it comes to the dollar, it's about how quickly you can do it. You know right. what I'm saying? What your turnaround time is. So, well, well how do you how do you determine a turnaround time for, for a certain piece of work? Um, you know, it just depends on what somebody wants. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> every now and again, you know, I get one of the guys from the city hit me up. Mm. Hey, stool, I want you to paint me in a Lamborghini. With Snoop Dogg in the passenger Sorry, seat, shit, yeah. we got Dalmatians chasing us while we throwing <laughs> diamonds out the window. You know, something like that. Like a uh, no limit cover. Exactly, a no limit, a no limit album cover, man. Right. Something like that would take a long time because of you know I'm meticulous when it comes to detail, but um, you know when it comes to just straight portraits and stuff like that, I'm cranking. I mean, so do you got a uh, like a, a yes and no factor to what you will do and won't do? Yeah, that's something, but that's something I had to develop too. You know what I'm saying? Explain that, like. Well, like it's it's like anything else. Like <laughs> people people will come to you with their ideas, and you know what I'm saying. I know how my brush moves. You know what I'm saying. I know mm. the things that motivate me as an artist, and you know I know my range and my scope as an artist as well. And you know sometimes people come to me with ideas that necessarily don't fall within my range of want or ability. So a lot of times, you know, I'll refer them to other artists because that's the kind of nigga I am. It's a community, and every, it's room for everybody to get money. But, yeah, man. And then at the same time, you got to protect your brand, too. So if somebody wants you to do something specific, that might hurt your brand. You ever came across as something that was, like, too much of a challenge? Like something that you wanted to do but was, like, like not, not, not downgrading – your professionalism no, no, handling, I feel you. but I feel you. Cause, you know, I didn't hit got hit with a, a music video. I'm like, man, I, I, I ain't that advanced. Yeah, you know, I need like yeah. a little, like a ten man crew. Yeah, you know, yeah So yeah. you ever came across that? Um, yeah, a couple of times. You know, most of the time it's like people want murals. Like murals, it's artwork. You know, times a billion because the scale is bigger. You got to worry about if it's inside, outside, the elements. You know what I mean? Like what they're trying to what conversation they want people to have with the mural when they come in and see it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. All that type of stuff. And yeah, a couple of people, you know, asked me to do like some wildly big murals and I just wasn't comfortable doing it yet because I didn't have that process down. Mural meaning like, I mean, this is an example of like, um, like doll for Nipsey on the wall. It's like, like that would be yeah. considered a mural. It's something that. Yeah. On a giant. Exactly. Something on the inside wall, outside wall, it don't matter. But yeah, like, people want me to cover, like, 50 feet worth of wall, you know, 50 by 20 feet worth of wall. That's a huge project. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I'm there now. I understand exactly, like, what I would need, the type of supplies I would need, the type of machinery, like scissor lifts and all that type of stuff, talk mm-hmm. insurance if I fall off the scissor lift. And that's a, damn, damn, I didn't even factor that in. Yeah, man, you got to think about all that. Yeah, it, it's crazy, though, just different ways you got to factor in it, mm-hmm. as your profession. Yeah. You said falling off that, and, you know, you <laughs> painting, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. Now you an injured artist. Nah, facts. So, um, your, uh, man, your transition, though, because how, how, how long you been, how long would you say you've been professionally doing what you're doing now with the uh, artwork? 
Professionally, probably like three and a half years, maybe four. Skyrocket. Yeah. To me. Yeah, it just. You but what do you got? You have any influences on that on that level of like? I ain't gonna say you gonna sit here and say like Van Gogh or nothing, but like just. Like, <laughs> nah, no, nah, I, I definitely got some artists um, that I you know not necessarily try to pattern my artwork off of, but I look at them as examples in you know what direction to go. You know what I'm saying? It's important to always be a student in anything you do. So I know a lot of older, more established artists. Um, that I look up to just, you know, the type of artwork they do, the style in which they paint, you know, they paint in the way I communicate with it when I look at it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The different depth, the different mediums, all that stuff, man. Um, I say Wack. Um, he's one of them. He's like Black Picasso, guy named Charlie Palmer. Um, let me see who else. I know none of these, by the way. So. <laughs> look, it's, so people, it's for the people, though. But, well, look, yeah. you know, look, you nigga, you know, I'm a football player. I just, <laughs> I'm a football player that knows how to paint. Right, so, right, right. Know, I had to learn all this stuff too. That's a hell of a characteristic of a football player. Listen. But not, but two, huh? Because I got in my notes, man. Um, trap museum. That was something that I was proud to see at the moment when yeah. you did it. Let's talk about how how that came about, like getting your artwork in there man it was like um it was just like the art it kind of just fell in my lap man i had um i because as an artist when you come when you're coming up it's good to do shows like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. get your artwork out there get feedback about it and you know kind of i guess immerse yourself in that in that aspect and i did a show um and i had a homeboy that was in the show too he was already in the trap museum he was like, yo, there's some recruits up here from the museum looking for artists and artwork. I'm going to send them your way, you know. Guy came over, checked my artwork out. That was it. He was like, I need you to do a 2 chains for me. Wingy, uh, so he requested you to, to do that actual 2 chains portrait to put in there. Mm-hmm. He said, I need you to do 2 chains. I don't care what picture you choose. I don't care how hard you go. Just bring it up there. So I, like, put my foot in it. What's, what's the sense of feeling, like, you know, Trap Museum, I mean, I know they had the incident that happened, but it was rolling. So how did that feel? Like, you got a lot of different, like, <laughs> goals a- met right now. We're going to get into it. But that one right there, how did that feel to get in the trap museum? Man, that shit felt crazy. It felt absolutely nuts, man. That was huge, bro. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a huge platform, and so many people go there and see that work and are exposed to it. And it happened so early in me being an artist, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was like a really big stepping stone for me, and it really helped me out in a lot of ways, too. Okay, so so have you, do people still, do people reach out to you to come and showcase your work, or is it still a grind for you to still get your work? I mean, it's always going to be a grind to get yours out there, Yeah. but do you have requests that come from people, like, hey, we want to, yeah, how yeah. you, like, come and put your stuff here? Definitely, man. I mean, it's, it's thanks to, like, like I said, platforms like that that put my artwork in front of people's eyes that I was not able to reach and, you know, help build those bridges. So people reaching out to me because they see my artwork here or because somebody I'm, I know showed it to them or something like that. And it's definitely, it's definitely a lot more of that than it, than it used to be. Yeah. I don't got to do as much footwork no more. That's amazing. And I mean, and this might be a, a, a typical question to ask, but what, what do you, for artists out there who want to get to the level you at right now, what do you want to gain from situations like that? Like when people see your work mm-hmm. and then, 
you know, they, they get in contact with you, but what's the, what's the end all be all that you try to go from there of getting your work, put in all these different places of showcasing it? Um, I guess it's, it's just to spread my lens, man. Like, I feel like everybody has a different lens. When I say lens, it's like your outlook. It's like your, your, your view of things, the way you look at things. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different lens, you know what I'm saying? And for me, you know, the money is great, but I just find it so, like, it's so dope to me that I get an opportunity to show people how I view things or what's beautiful to me, you know what I'm saying, which is normally us, black people. Yeah. I find us to be, I don't know, absolutely beautiful in all ways. So the passion outweighs the currency is what it sounds like. Not the currency. currency no, nah, well, I mean, currency I mean, is like, but your motivation, though. For sure. Okay, yeah, that's why sure, I meant to say. Sure, yeah, yeah. The, the money is always going to be an yeah, asset. Yeah, but yeah. no, nah, nah, for sure, man. <laughs> I, I I just love being able to share my work with the world. You know what I'm saying? Word. So I was going through your page, too, and I noticed, um, so I mean, so when you at the crib or wherever you at, like, it, is it mainly now? Like, do you just do work upon like what people actually do, or do you still just like get a canvas and just do something on your own? Um, like it's a little bit of both, honestly. Uh, I have run into instances like for about a year. You know, what I'm saying I had quit my job and I was just straight art, art, art full time. Um, and I, I, you know, I did that just to see what it felt like because there are a lot of artists out there that say, you know, if you're working a nine to five, you ain't all in. So, you know what I'm saying? Because I love this, I did that just to see what it felt like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was actually pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? It's such a fickle industry where people can want something in five minutes they don't want it mm -hmm. no more. You know what I'm saying? So, um Well, I, I asked that too because it was a two two way question with that. I noticed on one of your pictures you was doing, um I can't remember, I was looking at a lot of them. But it's like you you chose to name it a certain like it was a name that just matches so much. So I was just curious on like what makes you come up with naming your pictures a certain. It was a deep. I wish I wrote it down. It was just such mm -hmm. a deep name, though. It's just like how in, it's the engulfed you be into it. Yeah, man, it's the vibe. Like whatever, whatever message you're trying to get across. Of course, you wanna. I guess you want the, the title to incorporate that in some way. But for real, for real, man, it's just the vibe I get when I get done as I'm working on it. You know, the creative portion of things, but. Yeah. Okay, so if you can walk me through the process of like, how do you begin the process of getting in your vibe of starting a starting a painting portrait, however you want to call it, uh, for somebody or for myself, yourself, um, it's like inspiration for me, you know what I'm saying, and I get inspiration from different places. Like I did one, I was actually coming out of a liquor store, and there was this old dude sitting in front of the liquor store, and he was drinking. And, you know what I'm saying, he was smoking a cigarette, too. And I was just like, you know what I'm saying, he had so much, I don't know, he just looked like he had history in in the wrinkles in his face, you know what I'm saying? You mm. could tell he had been through a whole lot. And I asked him, I'm like, yo, like, I'm an artist. Can I take a picture of you? I want to paint you. And he was like, yeah, you buy me a fifth. You can do anything. Like, <laughs> he ran, he ran you up on the, I'm about to say, like, <laughs> he tried to run you up on a fifth. I bought him a pint. Shit. I bought him a pint. Got so, them I use, so I can <laughs> use his likeness. <laughs> But, yeah, man, I just I feel like everything about us tells a story. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
all your facial features, the scars, bumps, mm-hmm. pimple, all that stuff. It tells a story about who you are, you know what I mean? Perfect word, history. Yeah, exactly. I try to give people the opportunity to, when they see my artwork and then when they see you, if I paint you, to create a narrative based on what I've done. Right. Nice. Great answer. Um, another thing, too, that was great that the world seen, uh, the fan appreciation for Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah, that shit was wild. That was crazy, though. So, so that was something that you chose to do upon yourself, that Wesley? portrait. Yeah, yeah, man. Like that was one of my, um, cause I kind of had like this whole thing. Like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna paint nobody famous, cause I want my art to be famous for it being my art type thing. I totally understand that. But you know, I was just like, okay, well, let me let me jump into this and see how it goes. And you know, I love fucking Wesley Snipes. I love New Jack City. Mm-hmm. It was a dope shot. So I thought I'd do it. I never thought in a million years he would see that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit with love and all that. So do you? So is that like? Is that your painting? Like you kept it? Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. It's like yeah. man, yeah. Wesley's shot yeah. on that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nah. So what? What would you say your um your longevity goal for this is? Like, man, I mean, for most artists, it's it's all about you know casting your net. As far as far out as you can, you know, you want as many eyes on your artwork as you possibly can, as you can get. You know, a lot of artists want to settle down with their own gallery space, run events, throw events, and all that type of stuff. But I'm keeping a buck with you, man. Like my art is literally in the driver's seat of this thing. Like it does what it wants. People reach out to me. Shit happens overnight. Like you're on autopilot. Exactly, bro. Like some, I I ask God to. You know what I'm saying? Take it take it as far as, as he wants it to be. Yeah. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. Man, Stu, I appreciate you, bro. I want to let you know, man. Like like I said, the platform is just for the people um, who just need to either hear this or just understand, like, man, the starting point of just doing something. And then, like you said, just going autopilot and, you know, keeping God within it too, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you're a talented individual. I mean, it's a cliche thing everybody say, but – the platform, it, it, a couple people that watch it, I just want them to see, like, bro, like, you know, and then, well, coming from where we from, because, you know, you was in the city during yeah. the midst of that shit, too, it, yeah. it was just such a necessary thing, and just to see it blossom to this, yeah, man, it's yeah. crazy. I meant to ask you one more thing, though. Hold on. I'm about to end it off. The, the Miami, uh, the, uh, the, the one you just came from, mm-hmm. did you draw the, the, the lady on the... Yeah. Yeah. Really? Nigga, that's a mural, ain't it? Yeah, that's a mural. Oh, I, yes. I was thinking, like, because I seen it. I'm like, yeah, bro, man. this shit is amazing. I've been sitting on that motherfucker for like a year, though. How the fuck did you get it down there? Um, well, it's the show is it's actually called R Beats and Lyrics. Yeah. Um, so it's like a collection of all like the dopest artists in the country or whatever. And it's a touring show. So they contacted me. And told me, you know, the idea that they had, you know, the vision that they had for the, um, for the mural, you know, and this like my guy W. Shout out to Dub, man. This is like a big brother to me. He's one. Of, he's another guy like I choose to use as an example. Mm. But he was he taught me some other things about like being um, not specific but intentional with the image that you create. So he hits me. He's like, yo. I need you to paint me a black woman. I need her to be between 18 and 22. Um, I don't want her to be too pretty because I want her to be um, uh, visibly um, acceptable 
you know, about women. So, like, when women see her, they won't shy away because she's so beautiful. They'll be able to relate because of what they see. That's pretty yeah. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, I was like, okay, you got it, bro. And that was it. And did they, so they just travel with the, with the work? Yeah, they break down, like, they break down the four-way walls yeah. because on the other side of my wall, I believe was Charlie Palmer, which was kind of major, like. Definitely. Yeah. Damn. So, like, um, yeah, they break down the walls and they travel, so they just did Art Basel, uh, which I was down there for because I had to be there for that. They're going to be in L.A. during Super Bowl weekend. They're going to be in Cleveland uh, for uh, All-Star weekend, Seattle, um, New York. It's a couple other places. Oh, oh. All right, last question I got to ask you, man. What's a good quote to live off of? A good quote to live off of? Uh, damn. Ask me shit like that, nigga. I'm not... Hey man, no, I'm not Jet Lee. That's why I like. That's why I do this, man. That's why I do this. Life is not a rehearsal. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, but look, <laughs> this nigga, look, man. <laughs> Life's not a rehearsal. Nah, that's a fact. That shit goes so deep. All right, well, look, Sean, I appreciate you on the platform, hey, bro. Man, it's all love, man. Man, make sure y'all tune in. Dreamers Welcome Podcast. Keep dreaming. We out. Pay some money. Dreamers Welcome Podcast.